Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed part A, where we declared Thad the winner of the ABSA for excellence in this podcast. Now we are back for part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Tom, and I'm here with Lauren and Thaddeus discussing our apartment episode in our Costume Mania unit. We're going to start off part B by taking a look at our ABSA fever categories from part A. The contestants will get to share what other items they had on their list, and I, as host, will get a chance to share some of my favorites from the episode. Let's start with favorite scenes. Uh, Lauren, did you, did you have any other favorite scenes that uh, we did not cover? Um, I liked the scene um, where Jimmy confronts Joe about the website, and Joe tries to defend it all the way up through the discovery that uh, Beth is providing Joe with the pictures of Max shirtless sunbathing in the park, like that whole scene. Yeah. He's uh, 10 and 6 against the spread, so. <laughs> he was so proud to get that in oh, yeah, there, yeah. too. Like, he, it was like, it was almost like he was waiting to tell someone. Mm-hmm. He was so excited someone finally asked. <laughs> it's like 63% is not something to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a really great scene. You know, Jimmy's good in it. He seems more like old Jimmy. Like, definitely, he's, like, mastermind, like Thad pointed out. Like, he's he's got he's got a plan in mind. But, yeah, also just like, nope, I'll give you to the end of the day. Like, we're doing business now. I'm not negotiating, you know, that sort of thing. And, and Beth's reactions to, like, yep. uh, the interaction between Joe and Max was just, oh, if you know what's going on, if you've seen it before, that's just a priceless scene. Right. Really great. All right, Dad, um, how about another scene that you uh, cared for in that one? Um, yeah, so I, I had the opening scene as well as one of my big ones. Uh, and Max on the phone with the landlady all the way to the uh, New Jersey Fort Lee joke. Like that that little scene right there. Uh, Got that fort. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, again, ends on the great joke of, like, there's no, what, no use in punishing him anymore. He already lives in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, great way to end it. And he's so charming on the phone with the lady. Yeah. Oh, my Peabody Award. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good. So that was that's the scene that I uh, I also had on my list of those two. Yeah, um, I kind I like the scene with um, the first scene with Joe and Beth in the break room where Beth comes in and goes, "Hello, geeks." <laughs> that was that was very fun and boy, you look. <laughs> you must be sweltering in that dress. <laughs> uh, that, that was a good scene. Um, any others, Lauren? Um, I like. I do like the scene where everyone goes to check out the apartment at lunch. Um, 
mostly because it's another one of those ensemble scenes. But one thing I thought was really interesting about that one is it's almost like you get you're getting a slice of each character's personality in turn. Like they're they're taking mm. turns like you know giving their opinion on the apartment but they're also taking a turn like just displaying their their character or whatever i don't know i just thought it was really funny um you got a lot of great interactions all at once and um of course made funnier by the fact that it resolves absolutely nothing in the end right now yeah <laughs> only made uh, things worse <laughs> all right that um any other scenes yeah, actually, you know, I mixed up. But I said opener. I was thinking about the uh, Joe's website, but I mean the opener with the uh, with the real estate, where you have Dave and Lisa having that. You know, ends on that. You know, are you you guys are friends? Like not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> um, it really, you know, good. You know, like Dave, you can feel the the urgency that Dave has for the apartment, so he creates the stakes right there. And then the surprise of Lisa walking in the door. We're all very pleased with that. And then bam, get that punchline going right in. So uh, I think the opener is pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um... I, I uh, also like the last scene um, with the <laughs> when the alien comes in and catches Max like yeah. you're my cousin and like then freeze ray and then into the alien dance that was you know, yeah. goof, goofy and very news radio. Um, any other scenes? That's nah, we, we've, we've covered. covered I think we got them all. Yeah, all. Them all. <laughs> all right, they were all all good. Okay, um, favorite quotes, uh, Thad. Any any quotes that. Uh, you'd like to spotlight. Yeah. Uh, I think the number one quote that I couldn't work into to part A was, well, so are books, but you seem to have plenty of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a perfect retort you know, oh, for yeah. her objection. So much <laughs> snark, too. Is, you have plenty of those things. Yeah, I, I do love that line, and I love the delivery of it. And I, was like, I just, there's no way I could figure out how to use that on daily. Yeah, very strong <laughs> Joe episode. Yeah. Um, Lauren, any other quotes? Yeah, I like. It's like a warm spot in a pool. <laughs> it just, it makes people, it would make people so uncomfortable. Like, you know, everyone likes to talk about like, oh, that's a vibe or that's a whole mood. I, I think I want to start following that up with like, yeah, it's like a warm spot in a pool. <laughs> See, that should have been in part A. Like that would probably, that would have won you that, that guy. If you didn't win it already, like, that, yeah. that, that's something that I could use that. That's a great vibe, like a warm spot in a pool. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I I had um, this is like the one or there's only a few times where John Lovitz being John Lovitz, it actually works in kind of organically. But the I want this apartment and I will have it. <laughs> That's like very yeah. it's, it's perfect Lovitz delivery, and it and it really goes goes in well with the with the scene. <laughs> That's it works. One of my favorite. Yeah. yeah. It works Definitely. there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thad, what's, what's another one? Um, another one I almost used was for a foodie, a gourmet kitchen is indispensable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, you know, it's just like in the 90s, you didn't really know what foodies were. No. So, like, he actually had a little bit of authority in the way that he said it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and again, like that was a choice. Like I think I can use that. If somebody's gonna pick on me for anything, like maybe it's not a kitchen, but like for a foodie, you know, it's like, <laughs> gourmet Boston Market is indispensable. Like <laughs> I, think I can work the rest of that phrase around uh, and and try to come off much more pretentious about food than I actually am. 
Very good. Uh, Lauren, another quote? Um, Tom, I really want to hear your line reading on this one. I like the quote, well, I'll be a dirty bird. <laughs> From Jimmy. <laughs> you just do a really great Jimmy, that's all. Now I put you on the spot. Yeah, now you put me on the spot. I'm just trying to figure it out. It's right yeah. after, uh, he says, does she really work for me? Oh, for the next hour. Oh, well, I'll be a well, dirty bird. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even think that has to be uh, related to anything dirty. I think it's a good expression to use in place of like that generic, like, we'll all be sort of Mm. expression of astonishment. It's way funnier. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be a dirty bird. Um, We've we've touched on this one, but you'll be over here on the couch thinking about your mom. That whole that whole runner about like you're on the phone with your mom, the picture of your mom, like that that whole runner was great. That was really fantastic. So unexpected. Yeah. Uh, that any any more? Um, some more. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a. Uh, well, we're all God's children, huh? When she tells him about the roach in the kitchen. Yes. Like, yes. We're all God's children, you know. Like, you really want this apartment, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a good way to kind of like say something nice about something very negative or somebody very negative. Right. We're all God's yeah. children. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lauren, any other ones? Um, I like. We do lack a certain competitive edge. I think partly I just like the way he's like Joe's really considering. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's right after Beth has just pointed out like, don't these webcams usually have naked women going to the bathroom or right. something? Right. And he's like, we do lack a certain competitive edge. <laughs> and it's just the way he kind of like looks at his little camcorder like, what are we gonna do about this? <laughs> and, it, and it sets up it sets up a line like, you must be sweltering. <laughs> She leans back. That's perfect. That's great. Uh, let's see. Oh, God bless their enormous canine hearts. Apparently, <laughs> Jimmy has some very large-hearted animals. <laughs> Things like a roast. <laughs> All right, Dad, you got another one? Uh, last one I got is okay. hit the bricks, Julie. It's just, <laughs> hit the bricks is a great, like, yeah, like that is completely usable. Like that really should have been the number one of all of us because people actually use it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, nah, nah, not good enough. Uh, it's, it's it's both the combination of the phrase hit the bricks, which I like, and it's also the like the down voice he says then, like, uh, hit the bricks, Julie. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sad to see her go. That was a good one. Uh, Lauren, man, I, I got a bunch more, but I'm okay. just gonna do one more. Okay. Um, who needs the internet? I've got sex, sex right here. So, so close. <laughs> I got sex right here. <laughs> I, it's just like that's his idea. That this is all the internet is good for. <laughs> so, that's the entire purpose of it. <laughs> so gross to say at work with two coworkers. Like, right? So gross. I'm like, Super ugh. Gross. <laughs> my last one's not not really the funniest line but just the the reading of it was great by lisa when she says from my own canteen <laughs> like she's so heartfelt like and it's like totally fake but very you know smarty well done yeah it's good yeah yeah so 
before we move on to the next category, we're going to learn some fun facts about things mentioned in this episode in a segment we call Half-Truths and Gorilla Dust, with me as your host. Fun facts. Uh, the, the landlady, played by Elena Reed Hall, um, she was known for uh, being Olivia on Sesame Street and also appeared on mm. almost every episode of 227. She was a character on <sighs> That's 227. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, additionally, she, was on two epi- she had a two-episode arc on ER in 2007. At the time, she would also star with uh, Maura Tierney on that show. Mm. So. How about that? That's, that is some gorilla dust. There it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. Have a little gorilla dust. Um, <laughs> uh, the Brat Pack is mentioned um, and <laughs> erroneously attributed uh, Judge Reinhold to the Brat Pack. <laughs> However, uh, both both Dave and Lisa were correct with their, their favorite, um, Emilio Estevez, and I believe Ali Sheedy was, were also mentioned. The rest of the Brat Pack, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, and Molly Ringwald. They were called that as a play on the Rat Pack, the uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, group from the from the 60s that were in movies together. That's a, Joey Bishop and Dean Martin aren't going to like that, Tom. That's right. Dean Martin, there you go. And, and Peter Laurie, who was only in there because he was like married to a Kennedy or something. Um, <laughs> um, Lawford, that's right. Peter Lawford, I'm sorry. My bad. Um, but this group, the, the Brat Pack, they did a bunch of romantic comedies in the mid-80s and stuff and would wind up in the same films. Kind of then... Later, you would have the frat pack, which was like the uh, Owen and Luke Wilson and Vince Vaughn and um, Will Ferrell group, you know, that would <laughs> always be in all these movies together. Um, anyway, so that's that's your pack. Uh, and Julie was played by Meadow Williams, who surprisingly, when I look this lady up, um, she's recently made a movie with Al Pacino. It's called... Um, like the trial of Axis Sally and she was the lead and the way that she uh, got this part apparently is she was also the producer of this movie um, she, she's doing producing now because out of everyone that probably ever appeared on this show she is by far the wealthiest she is reportedly worth about 800 million dollars uh, she married mm-hmm. she married a vitamin tycoon um, in 2010, he died in 2015, and after a little bit of contention with uh, his family, she was awarded all of his fortune, and uh, she's sitting pretty. So, good job to Julie, who only appears for a second. But, like, if, if you if you had told me before I looked this up that she was worth more than Joe Rogan now, I would have been like, no. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Joe, you hit the bricks. So, yeah, exactly. She could have told the whole production to hit the bricks. Big time. Yeah, how about that? So, there we go. And that is Half Truths and Gorilla Dust. Let's get back to the other stuff. So, moving right along, um, favorite gags. Um, Lauren, what what were some more of your favorite gags? Um... Okay, so I, I liked the first is first bit 
um, mostly just because it's so childish and you don't Very necessarily childish. expect that from Absolutely. Dave. Yeah. Um, or Lisa, really. I mean, both of them are, are generally the most mature ones in the office. You expect this more from, like, Matthew or Beth or whatever. And just the fact that, like, they're, they're just like, first is first. We, I saw it first, you know? <laughs> and they keep coming back to that. And, of course, that's, like, Dave's final plea yeah. is that he saw, saw it first. first. And then he and then he can't even think of a single, like, historical figure <laughs> who actually saw something first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pick someone else, anyone right. else. Neil Armstrong um, on the moon, something. <laughs> yeah, anyone. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a great gag. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Dad, how about you, uh, another gag? Uh, I'm going with Jimmy being awkward on camera and shilling his products. <laughs> God, yes, great. You know, like, a, a continuation of a great joke and him pushing his products. Like, I, I think a balloon with the, with the Jimmy James software and, like, always <laughs> taking these chances to plug. So I think that's a great, great gag. Hey, James Monsoda. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Yeah, excellent. Um, mine, I loved the gag of every time they would show from the, the webcam perspective and how pixelated that was and like yep that is that is exactly what it looked like in the early <laughs> internet days that was it was just these awful pictures yeah. um yeah that was that was probably my favorite gag um lauren any others um jimmy's reaction to an animal in his face and i i want to call it a yes. running gag but it's like yes. really it only happens like twice but still she he's she, lisa's got the puppy and she's thanking him and she puts the puppy right in his face and for a second he's like okay that's enough uh-huh. you know, when he's done he's done and then in houses of the holy we've got theo uh with the bunny with oh, the yeah. magic tray he, he pulls a bunny out of a hat or something yeah. or out of somewhere and um <laughs> the bunny gets handed to jimmy at some point and it's the same kind of thing like you smell <laughs> you know and then he's just done with the bunny handed off to someone else um yeah it's like he he loves animals momentarily <laughs> and then he's done yeah i had that down too that is uh really funny like just how excited super excited for a very small period of time and then he's done <laughs> yeah he just shuts it off <laughs> all right um that any other uh, gags yeah, I got a couple. Uh, Beth singing or offering to sing again. You know, throughout the series, Beth is always singing or trying to sing. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was a great man. opportunity. For, exactly. Like, <laughs> are you going to tune in to watch somebody sing on a webcam? But I like the offer. <laughs> she must be <laughs> If she did it in the nurse's outfit, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I can't deny that's true. <laughs> What's she I singing? Know. I don't know. um i also like the just the overacting on the webcam by Mm. like everyone you know like Mm -hmm. uh, just really really funny um beth's like it's like soap opera (laughs) acting and it it, just great they do a great job of that uh lauren any other ones um yeah i had kind of the overacting um including max has to look at his hand for his line here in the break room like he couldn't have just as easily looked around at the room he was in here in the break room right. maybe like maybe my favorite like little bit of that whole episode is the look that beth has when she's stumbling over the lines like her disgust with him is just like so funny great eye roll yeah just that that was pretty much it i think we've talked about all the rest of mine um that any others um, I've got 
Lisa not mentioning that she lives in a crime-ridden area to keep Dave from coming to keep Dave coming over. <laughs> Calculated risk. <laughs> so, I thought that was a pretty good joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's all I had. Any other ones? Nope. Um, yeah, I got. Okay. I just wanted okay. uh, the Fort Awesome mention because I, I like. I don't know how many times he says Fort Awesome. You know, I don't know how many times it's brought up in the series. Mm. Yeah. So the fact that he brings it up, that's good. And he brings up the dogs again, so you know we, he references having dogs a couple times. Um, and I think the only one is uh, Max's pad joke, <laughs> which which is kind of funny, <laughs> followed by the unfunny flattery when I smell it, like. I do like the physical comedy of handing him the pad and then right. finishing the punchline, but you know, it doesn't and finish strong. Beth is very charmed by that. Like yes. she is like wow, hysterically. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to uh, favorite aspects or background catches. Um, Thad, uh, any background catches you have? Yeah, the biggest one is the way Beth is playing with her dress on the table as Dave and Lisa describe the apartment. Hmm. I'm like, what is she? And then it's like, again, she's wearing a dress with a, a train. Is Lauren a train, I assume? Yeah. Uh, and, like, she's playing with it as, like, they're having this whole conversation. I was just like, at first, I'm like, how was she? And then I had to look at her whole outfit and figure it out. But um, that was an interesting touch. Yeah. Well, and it's confusing because it's, like, a split train, I think. So it's it's oh. she's got it coming around her on either side, which makes it confusing <laughs> until, like you said, you see her stand up and you're like, okay. Yeah, because normally a, a train is like one piece of fabric. Okay. This is right. two. Yeah. A little distracting, right? <laughs> I didn't realize it was split. I thought she just had like pulled it over one side. Like I didn't even realize that. So I believe it's split. Yeah. So it's like two. Yeah. It's like tails kind of. <laughs> I don't know how you women deal with these things. <laughs> I'm not I'm not wearing split trains to the office. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not wearing a, a 30s bathing suit with a split train. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least the cap, right? <laughs> uh, Lauren, any any other ones? Um, I thought it was really interesting that even though Dave and Lisa are fighting, when they arrive at the office, he, he pours her a cup of coffee and she takes it. And she doesn't even say thank you. Like, he's still doing this polite thing for her. She's accepting it. She doesn't even say thank you. This is just their dynamic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it just continues, even though they're, like, completely at odds in this episode. (laughs) It was just, like, an interesting um, aspect, I thought. I was like, that they would choose to continue that. Yeah. Um, Mine was... uh... The one that I I liked the most was the fact... And I guess it's just because we also watch Halloween... And Matthew dances at the end of both. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. use the exact same music for both. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> that really, I was like, oh my gosh, that is the same, same song. It's it's like on Thirty Rock they use the that song Muffin Top throughout the show. Like <laughs> okay. every time yeah. any anybody's dancing to any music, it's that song. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's in the public domain. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> you didn't have to pay for it. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it's very nondescript kind of. I, I don't. It's not really. I mean, maybe funk-ish kind of hip hop kind of, but not really. You know. Yeah. What would you? Just what, I don't even know what genre that is. But anyway. No. Yeah. Um, any other uh, background catches, uh, Thad? Yeah, my my next favorite is that Max pretends to have a cigarette after he gets off the phone call with the landlady. Mm-hmm. He puts his two fingers to his mouth like he's smoking a cigarette. Like he pulls it way away from his mouth. Like, yeah. 
that's a, that's an annoying little thing that I could probably do. <laughs> Wanted to get the people like, oh, you wanted that, huh? <sighs> too bad. <laughs> I think he did that in Towers too. Oh, with the, the bit with yeah. the nerd, nerd, nerd thing. I think like after he like did the the speed boxing nerd bit, yeah. he, he he said I rest my case or something, and he did the little like fake cigarette thing and walked away. So that's that's probably just a thing John Lovitz does yeah. in right. real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> that's that, a nice catch, though. Yeah, that seems that seems right. Uh, Lauren, any others? Um, so yeah, I liked so when Joe is demonstrating the new webcam for Beth, there's this toolbox and this massive tangle of wires on the break room counter behind him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know it's the 90s and technology was different, but, like, why – what would you need? Why would you need all that to hook up a camcorder to a computer? Like, he's got a laptop and a camcorder. And I love the idea that he thinks he needs a hammer and a screwdriver to fix a web page. <laughs> There's probably copious amounts of duct tape that he thinks goes into it, too. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, any other ones? that – uh, I think I got one more. Let me think. We uh, we talked about Beth's face during the website talk. Max, uh, the, the Mexican's hand. Oh, uh, Matthew offers some vitamins or pencils as a parting gift, um, <laughs> and we know that those are actually Andy Dick's. Like he actually brought those in. Those are his real things. But I just love the fact that he kind of offered them as a parting gift to kind of end up the whole gag of running the game show. Right. Very nice. That's a good part. Does always it always no. makes me laugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learn any others. Um, so when Beth turns on the video camera um, in the alien autopsy scene, or she's either turning it on or taking off the lens cap, whatever she's doing there, you can see yeah. down the front of her nurse's outfit, and she's wearing a leopard print bra. And I just feel like the network probably would have had something to say about that. So I'm thinking they didn't notice, or maybe they were shown a cut that didn't include that. <laughs> I just can't, it just seems like networks were a lot more. Um, uh, buttoned up back then right. like they didn't let stuff like that just fly and and we know that they didn't really like this show very much <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get my uh, screen capture software <laughs> <laughs> well and it's interesting because you're wondering who had the costume i think the bra has to go with the costume because if you look at the dress she was wearing before oh. there's no way she was wearing that bra with that dress because it had this like weird um halter top right, kind right, of thing right. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. add that to your enigma. <laughs> enigma. You just explained how bras were to me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> impossible together. You say. <laughs> we'll just see about that. <laughs> Get my split train. <laughs> this has been Fashion Minute with that. <laughs> It's taking my look from uh, Dennis Rodman this week. <laughs> Rod, man, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Perfect. All right, any other background catches? No. I got one last. One. Okay, one more. Um, when Beth reveals that Max is actually her cousin, she looks straight <laughs> down the lens of the actual camera. Not the fake webcam camera. Ah. 
good, extremely yeah. unnerving. Like, cause like you see them, you see her looking straight down the camcorder lens quite a bit in this episode, and it's right. got that grainy effect yeah. that Tom pointed out. Um, but this is like clearly like um, just the regular <laughs> camera that they're filming the episode with, and it was kind of weird. It's like they never break that fourth wall. It was kind of <laughs> unnerving. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't seem happy. No. <laughs> Not as happy as some people, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, Enigmas. Um, Lauren, any other episode Enigmas that weren't already covered? I want to know, what script did Matthew read for the part of the alien? And how is it the part of a lifetime if he's supposed to be dead? <laughs> like, he's supposed to be motionless and not speaking so what sort of script do you write for that hmm. yeah what did they show him yeah, right interior alien <laughs> is dead that's the whole thing that's the whole script right there and he was like yes part of a lifetime <laughs> constructs a whole backstory everything too good all right that any others uh yeah no, I, I got a bunch of questions okay great uh <laughs> all right so here's the first one matthew asks seven questions gives lisa an extra point but then takes it away again how does this end up in a dead heat <laughs> like, <laughs> like mathematically i'm like something's not right here he has seven questions gives an extra point takes it away how are we gonna dead heat i don't know <laughs> Because Matthew was left in charge of the math. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only real answer. I double checked his work. Incorrect. <laughs> All right. Um, my question is, who is paying for this apartment that is on located on Central Park? That is not cheap real estate. That apartment is probably somewhere in the like low millions uh, of dollars considering that where the location is it's true. i don't i don't see either lisa or dave's salary paying for that <laughs> so that's my question is who's paying for this apartment and it seems spacious i mean like yeah. imagine like we see matthew's right. apartment in injury like that yeah that's a new york apartment that size yeah. on central park i would imagine would go for a pretty penny mm -hmm. yeah yeah. How many roaches this place have? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like a Lisa damn roach convention in there. she's got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> to play with the roaches. Very nice. All right, Lauren, any, some other enigmas? So why does Max have five electric toothbrushes? <laughs> That's a great question. It, it can't be for his oral health since he claims they've practically eroded his gums away. Like he knows it's bad for his teeth. So what does he believe is the purpose of the five electric toothbrushes? That is a great question. I think I deliberately did not ask myself that question. <laughs> I don't want to know. You don't want to think about Max's oral hygiene? <laughs> nope. I don't want to think Max at all, really. <laughs> no, thanks. Max's, Max's oral hygiene band name, I call it. <laughs> Not bad. Not that, bad. I think that sounds like a ska band. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dad, another enigma? Uh, is Julia Call Girl 
Uh, Joe says we're going for the next hour. Jimmy says Dirty Bird, and I think she 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 says something about the personnel department. Like I think that's one of her lines, or it's in there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how Joe gets her there that fast, or only by the hour. Uh, she is certainly super attractive, but <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, that's uh, that's an enigma. I I had that one as well. I, I wasn't as delicate. I said it's Julia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, class. yeah. So, <laughs> all right my question is is half an hour enough time to get a puppy jimmy says mm. you have half an hour to prepare your statements and then comes in gets rid of julie which also is it half an hour enough time to get julie there from whatever service <laughs> that she comes from like that's, Joe knows a guy. Yeah, Joe knows a guy. I guess he's got a it's called a van down. Yeah, <laughs> got a van downstairs uh, full of people to choose from. <laughs> These are hookers. Pick one. Well, <laughs> no, she's got to go adopt a puppy. She's got to convince the pound to to give her a puppy. And yeah, they want to get rid of him, but it, there's some paperwork to fill out. You got to take a little time. Yeah. Is there, it doesn't seem like there's enough time for her to have gotten, unless she already had it, this figured out and did it prior to, and she, she had the wheels in motion somehow. So well, that's my I, I question. I will offer this, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I feel like there was a time when there were people who were selling like animals on the street in New York. Mm. Like you would walk down the street and people would like kittens, like, hey, you want a cat or something like that. I feel like that was a thing and I could be 100% wrong. All right, but I feel like that was a thing. That's a possible explanation of how she went out and just grabbed a puppy that fast. Uh, but it does not look like a street puppy. It looks like a very cared for and well-groomed puppy. Puppy. I have a theory about this as well. <laughs> I think she stole the dog. Because <laughs> she's a I cheater. Think- <laughs> she, is, she is not above uh, breaking law to get what she wants, that's for sure. Not not in the Ooh. least. We've seen her. She is unscrupulous. When she wants something, she will get it at, at all costs. I think she might have gone down to the street, saw someone like go into a shop, you know, tie up their puppy to the parking meter outside, and snatched that dog oh, so man. fast and ran back upstairs and was like, okay, here's the story. Puppy napper. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and we have reason to believe that she was drinking fairly heavily at this point. So. I mean, we know that there's wine in her desk drawer. <laughs> Touch that wine, I'll break your possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Lauren, any other ones? Any other enigmas? Um, I, I just want to know, how long does Dave live at Fort Awesome? Like, we see him ask Jimmy if he can stay there, but we never hear about him getting his own place. So, presumably, by the time Jimmy retires and moves to New Hampshire in nine episodes, Dave isn't still living there. So, I'm just curious, how long does Dave actually stay? Like, how how long can he put up with that? (laughs) With the dogs. Right. (laughs) And Jimmy. And Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy's a lot. (laughs) You know... Am I getting on your nerves? Yep. I get that a lot. <laughs> yep. That's why he needs a roommate. No. No one wants to live with him. Mm, it's true. All right, Dad, what, what other enigmas do you have for us? Uh, why did Beth start taking pictures of Max at all? Like, why is she Why is she following him to a park where he's sunbathing himself with a camera to take pictures? It's not like they were phone cameras back then. 
So it's like she had to actually go find Max or at least like tail him or, or for some reason be around him or run into him, I guess. I don't know where he's going to sunbathe and what rocks, but uh, why was she taking pictures and why would she continue taking pictures? Yeah, it's a good, good question. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, she's got a good relationship with the uh, guys down at the, the Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they probably probably throw in a couple for free for her. <laughs> so, I'd hope so. <laughs> Lauren, any other enigmas? Um, no, no, that's really it. No. I, I think we've touched on everything. That any others? Uh, I'm gonna float two real quick ones, but then I have sure. a bigger one. Okay. All right. Uh, quick. Where did the chalkboard come from? It's like those things are big and they're unwieldy <laughs> and they're not quick to like get, go get that. So. Again, like I'm sure he could order it and have somebody set it up, but like you don't just go out, run out, and get a chalkboard that size. Like, no, you got Joe. Joe probably knew a guy. Probably. Um, second small one is this the first and only time that we see Jimmy kind of unhappy with Joe? Because he kind of yells at him at the beginning, and I was trying mm. to think of another episode where Jimmy actually kind of like takes a little more of a serious tone with Joe. A lot of times he's kind of joking. You know he's not, but you know he doesn't really be like this thing sucks, Joe. <laughs> like you don't get a lot of yeah. that. So. I can only think of like uh, when uh, when he's telling him to knock it off with the dirty stuff, you know. Yeah. When they're, they're checking out the lady, and he's <laughs> like, "Uh huh, uh huh." He's like, "Hey, that's enough of that dirty stuff." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like a warning. That's not even like a. Yeah. That wasn't a go too far. It's like watch your step. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, man, this is the first, the only time I remember, you know, that that Jimmy kind of is like, "Man, this sucks, man. Like, what are you doing?" So. Mm-hmm. That's something to watch out for. Yeah. Maybe when he, he stops the prank war between um, Catherine and, and Bill. Get in here. You know, oh, he's yeah. like, Gorelli. Right. Yeah. 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 Gorelli, get in here. He's like, I own a lot of banks, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. You got a couple more? One what, big what's one. What's the big one? Yeah. What's, what's... <laughs> All right. Hit me with the big one. Did Beth hook up with Joe or Max in the future? Or possibly Joe in the past? Um, a, here's what I know. When a girl's like talking about how she can see herself uh, like falling for somebody's charms and ending up in somebody's apartment, seems to me like we're at least 75, 80% of the way there. I don't know. Could be wrong, but I'm like, man, that's like the fact that she's like hinging her vote on the possibility I was like, it's kind of a strong indicator that something might happen. Uh, but I also noticed that she's really, really pushed up on Joe a lot. Really kind of like hugging up real strong in the uh, webcam scenes. All right. Uh, like really pushed up against a little bit in the nurse's uniform. So I'm kind of like, it's a lot of, a lot of physical comfort with a coworker. Uh, maybe something happened already. Or maybe something would happen. Maybe the costumes were in the same place. I don't know. Unanswerable unanswerable and i just want to go on record that i hate this theory (laughs) (laughs) why is she so chummy with joe all of a sudden why are their schemes going don't flatter yourself any older man will do (laughs) (laughs) okay well those are our enigmas um now we're going to go to a, a segment we call a time capsule from the internet with lauren All right, so 
Tracy L. noted that she just saw a trailer for a new movie from the creators of Beavis and Butthead called Office Space. And she would swear she spotted Steven Root in the preview. Someone named Bill replied that according to the Internet Movie Database, it looked like Tracy was correct. Good eye, Tracy. Nice. And, uh, of course, we know Tracy was referring to Stephen Root's iconic performance as Milton in the cult classic film Office Space, a movie about a man and his stapler. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I love that they called it the Internet Movie Database. I know. That's so good. I was like, oh! (laughs) IMDB. Yeah, who even knows what that, that's what it stands for. I bet there's people who are like, what is that? What does that stand for? All right. Someone named Timmy Nagy wrote that he was watching the show Cosby this week. So this is Cosby, which aired from 1996 to 2000, not to be confused with The Cosby Show, 1984 to 1992, and that they spotted Candy Alexander playing Sinbad's girlfriend. And I checked imdb the internet movie database and sure enough <laughs> she played a character named karen in one episode in 1999 how about that two tragedies in one episode <laughs> <laughs> um entertainment weekly had a column called remote patrol written by bruce frets the column this week had his opinion on the character of max lewis uh, someone in the usenet forum shared this quote from the column News radio should resolve to figure out who the hell John Lovitz's character is supposed to be. Is new anchorman Max Lewis an oily operator, a pathetic loser? So far, Lovitz merely seems to be mixing up his old SNL shticks. A pinch of the master thespian here, a dash of the liar there. No, that's not the ticket. What do you think? Do you think they'll ever figure out who they want Max Lewis to be? What no. do you think? Did they figure it out? <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, he, this guy is pretty much spot on as far as I'm concerned. Like, yep. that is about right. The master thespian, a little Tommy Flanagan. Yeah. <laughs> Not the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a time capsule from the internaut. All right. Thank you, Lauren. So we'd like to go into a little general discussion about the cast. Um, Dad, any thoughts about the cast that you'd like to express? Uh, I just want to reiterate, I'm enjoying the mastermind Jimmy theme as we're going around. Like, watching this guy operate shows me why he's a billionaire. <laughs> because he is pulling the strings. Yeah? <laughs> uh, so that's yeah, that's the, the first thing. And it, it was a good Joe episode as well. So, uh, again, those were Lauren and I's both uh, MVP and runner-up. So Sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure I, I want to make sure I noted it one more time that Jimmy's a mastermind. Yeah, uh, Lauren, how about you? I mean, I know I, I already said Joe was my MVP, but um, one thing I wanted to point out was that like he does seem to be having a ton of fun in this episode without really doing too much like overacting or breaking character, mm. which is something that yeah. we see from him a lot. And sometimes like we'll forgive it because the line is just so good. Like, yeah, I couldn't have got through that line either. Like the it's alien autopsy bloopers. Okay. Like, yeah, there's no way I could have said that with a straight face. So I can't really fault him for it. But like, I don't really think like I didn't see him breaking in this and he had a lot of fun and a lot of great lines, good jokes. So yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good Joe episode. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty good Matthew episode too. That I, I think the best scene uh, we all agreed is is the the Matthew quiz show, and yeah. that 
that bit is great you know just correct david you know he's like really good it's very high energy and, um yeah that that and then going to the alien costume and um he, he seems up for that so yeah that's good good matthew episode i like his bit with the podium too yeah like, yeah oh, oh you know just the usual questions and he swings around the podium <laughs> question one <laughs> it was a nice touch that... should put that in nice touches <laughs> yeah <laughs> Any other thoughts, Dad? Uh, the actual only thing I had was that the real estate woman seems like an extra likable character, and uh, I would consider watching a spinoff of it, which now I know why, is because she was on 227, some of these other great shows. So, <laughs> yep. But I was like, if they if they made her a real estate agent in New York, I'd be really interested in kind of seeing what they did with her character. So uh, it's a likable, a likable appearance by a, an extra or cameo, I suppose, in this case. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Lauren? Yeah, I really enjoyed her as well, and and I I've watched a fair bit of two two seven, but I will probably always think of her as Olivia from Sesame Street. Like maybe maybe because like you know I watch a lot of Sesame Street now too, so <laughs> it's, it was like a then and a now kind of thing. But um, yeah, I thought she did a great job. I think she was perfect for the role, and they really could have gotten anyone, and it, it could have been someone who performed it very flat, and it probably still would have been okay. But she did a great job with yeah. it, and it, right. it bumped up the scene. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Good. Nope. Okay, moving right along. Um, any any scenes that you would like to add? Something on the fly? Uh, Lauren? Um, I've got a couple. Okay. Um, so I want to see an additional webcam scene of just Beth modeling different outfits that she created from office supplies. <laughs> like a skirt she made out of floppy disks. <laughs> And like a chain mail style headdress thing made out of paper clips or maybe like a jacket woven out of like adding machine tape or th that sort of thing. Just like this is her her version of YouTube like back in the 90s, like crafting fashion out of office supplies. <laughs> Designers make it work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, what's a scene that you'd like to see? Um, I'd like... Uh, I guess a montage of flashbacks to previous decisions made by election slash popularity contest. Like, I love it when he says that, like all of a sudden we go to like three different issues that were decided the same way. You can set that <laughs> up. You know, like, and you know, and Max wins the coffee maker, you know, something like that. He's <laughs> depressed. And then it cuts one more time, you know, and it's like, and Joe wins the desk, you know, and, like somebody else is upset. Like just kind of like the big chalkboard always in the back with somebody's name with a bunch of tallies on it. I thought that would have been a funny little addition. We didn't really talk about it, but that was a great joke about like, what is this, some kind of election? No, it's a popularity contest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> Which was like for the for the uh, Lisa cheated. That's that would have been my other side. I'd be like, it wasn't an election. It was a popularity contest. There's no yeah. Like it's just about who's the most popular. Like <laughs> puppies are popular. That's right. They certainly are. <laughs> well, speaking of puppies, I, that would be my scene: is Lisa hurriedly adopting this puppy, um, and getting everything in order. Like you don't understand, I gotta get this apartment. You hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> like reaching over and stamping the paperwork for the, <laughs> the lady who works at the pound. <laughs> exactly. Ah, come on. <laughs> All right, Lauren. You said you had a couple more. 
I got one more. Okay. Um, okay, so I want um, another montage. A montage after Lisa has moved into the apartment of her struggling with the temperamental toilet and defeatedly killing cockroaches in the kitchen, um, waking up to like a glare coming through the big bay windows and like reluctantly installing blackout curtains, um, trying to put a bookshelf into the alcove where the big screen TV is supposed to go, but no matter what she does, it doesn't quite fit. And basically I just wanted to reveal that she realizes this apartment was a mistake and it was much better suited for Dave, but she's never going to admit it. <laughs> Stephen King in there. <laughs> and it's haunted because <laughs> no, why not yeah <laughs> so we, we started with with um with lauren torturing her friends that she wanted to show the, the, the episode to and uh then now now she's torturing lisa so <laughs> she's lisa's apartment sisyphus that's all <laughs> Good reference. All right. Dad. I got one more. Others? It is okay. Dave and Lisa are lobbying the staff, and then Dave decides to take the crew to the apartment firsthand because of all the stupid questions. So just kind of see that decision-making process. But in it, I definitely want to see Joe have a couple more mentions about Dave's mom. <laughs> I just want to set up the apartment a little bit more. But, like, I, I would just imagine them standing there, and they're getting so many stupid questions, and Dave's like, all right, let's go. We're all going to go take a look. We're all going to walk around. You know, and, uh, and get them to go. I think that could have been a good scene if they wrote it. <laughs> Thinking about your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that's where something happens that puts him on Joe onto that tact. Like, you know, shares some of his mom's apple pie or something like that. Is mom eat this? <laughs> like, yeah, your mom. Like, and then uh, in the apartment, it just kind of plays, I think. Plays a little bit. Better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Um, moving on to our catch-all, uh, what do we have in the catch-all, Thad? Uh, I, I just want to mention that I actually love the way that Max is dressed in this episode. Um, it is a, he's got the plain shirt under the jacket suit, um, but it still looks like something. Again, he doesn't have the gold chain. Right? We're not talking about turtleneck and chain or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, like as far as a guy who has to wear a shirt and tie and a suit and all that, like that is a very comfortable yet still kind of classy look to pull off and I don't say it very often because it doesn't happen very often uh, but but Max Lewis good outfit in this episode yeah it was important to have the right outfit to pull off that joke the foodie joke too mm, right you get that side shot where he's yeah. like a, it's a, essential to a foodie and he kind of pulls back his jacket <laughs> and like sticks out his belly a little bit yeah. like you have to have the right outfit to pull that off and it, it definitely works <laughs> food <laughs> Glutton. <laughs> also known as a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I liked um, I like Matthew's sweater in this. I think it's that sweater is is solid. <laughs> solid Matthew sweater. Yeah, yeah, that is like a good sitting around the house like reading sweater. You know. <laughs> yeah. By the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Little pipe. Classes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, anything else? That? Um, I've got a few okay. things. All right. 
Um, so, so one thing is just a fun fact I want to share. Okay. So, um, if you're listening to part A of the Hoodoo Factory and you hear those little dings as the host reads each question or starts each category, that's an actual audio clip of Matthew's bell in the <laughs> quiz scene from this episode. So, in case you uh, <laughs> like that kind of a deep dive <laughs> onto the creation of the, your podcast content, that's where it comes from. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> it's the one <laughs> that and the other uh any other items yep um i got i got two left but uh, this okay. one i was <laughs> this is something i was i was thinking about making a question i'm like yeah but i'm like at some point joe and jimmy have talked inappropriately about dave's mom and i'm like <laughs> ah, i can kind of see it. i can kind of not see it at the same time you know what i mean but like because joe's so heavy in this episode about dave's mom I'm like, it would have to come up, right? If the two of them are just hanging out or chatting and something happens, it would have to come up. But they'd be like, yeah, man, she's really attractive. Like, yeah, maybe? I don't know. Maybe they just looked at her picture and did that thing where they're like, huh? What did I tell you about that dirty stuff, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lauren, any other items? Um, so I wanted to point out that this was one of the episodes where the two separate storylines fit nicely together. Like we don't, a lot of times we see the storylines are totally separate to the point where sometimes even characters don't even have any crossover between the two and there's really no connection. But here we have the resolution of the apartment storyline falling within the webcam storyline and everything converges. And I just thought that was nice to see. It's nice when they can do that. Absolutely. Kudos to the writers. Good job. Yeah. All right. That, any others? All right. I got a fun question for you, too. So uh, let's right. <laughs> see what you guys think. So I was watching the episode, and I was like, would you rather see Catherine, if you had Catherine in the episode, would you rather have seen Catherine play the Max role, where she's trying to get in on the apartment competing with Dave and Lisa, or more of the Beth role, where she's actually like playing with Joe and, and play acting and soap opera acting with Joe? All right. So if she replaced one of those two characters in the storyline, Max or Beth, which one would you really want to see her, you know, do for this episode? I think Catherine's character was extremely competitive. Yeah. And I think that would have played really well in the in, in Max's role yeah. in the apartment storyline. Um and I think that, you know, she's she she likes nice things. She would like to live in a nice place by the park with a nice view and the bay windows and the crown moldings and stuff. So she would probably appreciate the place as well. Um, she likes to interact with Joe. She likes to play with him a little bit, but right. it's more adversarial. Like I don't see her. She doesn't like. She doesn't get in on his hijinks the way Beth does, right. and I think it would have felt a little more forced. As much as I know, you guys would have loved to see her in the nurse's outfit. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Max. <laughs> what? I would insist that she wear a robe over that outfit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing if not a perfect gentleman. The tea time. <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Yeah, definitely going for the nurse's outfit. <laughs> not even a question. Come on. <laughs> See, I had to ask a question because, again, it really works both ways. I think, you know, like she lends a weight. If she says she wants the apartment, they're all like, uh oh. You know, like instead of with Max, it's like, I don't, I never really believed that Max would get the apartment. 
it was just I, I figured that was just kind of for fun um but the idea of her being as silly as beth is on the webcam i think that's kind of the uh the other <laughs> attractive idea about that of her being in that that part because again I, you, we don't really see Catherine get to ham it up i feel like we've only seen it like once or twice maybe a little here or there where she kind of hams it up a little bit so i can only imagine of how funny it would be if she was completely hamming it up and just kind of mm. playing all out in the nurse's outfit although <laughs> if, if, if she was in the max role that puppy would have been kidnapped for at least for at least a twenty minute span. There's no way that puppy makes it on the air. So they're happier at the pound. Their friends are there. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Um, so with our costume bracket, we all collectively decided that the nurse's outfit was the one that is is moving on for our uh, recap episode and we also discussed the uh a wild card since we have three three outfits moving on to the recap episode for a little tournament um we've also picked the lobster boy outfit from halloween uh that that thing is just good so uh th- those are the Best ones that'll be moving animal on animal costume <laughs> Best Screw the bears tough. and the bees. Yeah, that bear. <laughs> Got it. So, um, moving on. Uh, we are going to move into our plots explain, explain badly and sensational headlines. Um, Lauren, uh, what do you have for uh, plots explain badly? I've got New York real estate scarcity leads to competitive chaos in the workplace. Very good. Pro- probably also too true now to really be funny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> too on the nose. Right. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> um, uh, I, I go, <laughs> billionaire makes favorite employees compete for an apartment instead of helping both. He's a billionaire. He can't get them both apartments. That's why he wants a roommate. I mean, come on! Like he could make another call and get some, get one of them at least something. His two favorite employees. <laughs> He's gonna get someone evicted from the same building so they can like be neighbors or something, something. like that. Right, but he could have done something. He's like, you know what? I'll make them compete. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it a popularity contest. Come on, he can get he could he could get an apartment for Dave tomorrow. He just wants somebody to hang out with with the hounds. <laughs> Um, mine is electrician breaks the internet. <laughs> uh, any other ones? Um, I got a couple more. Okay. Official alien autopsy bloopers tape proven fraudulent when lead doctor appears on webcam as New York City electrician. <laughs> <laughs> Joe starred in the tape. <laughs> he starred in the tape. He wanted to make his own. He saw it. He wanted to make his own. <laughs> that or the other ones? Uh, yeah, this is the last one I got. Uh, gambling, scamming, and Bigfoot. Billionaire has worst business website in the world. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. a good one. Uh, Lauren. All right, last one. Okay. Puppygate99, competitor collects consideration through canine corruption. <laughs> That's great. That's good. That's the winner. Yeah. Excellent. That's Excellent job. Excellent job. 
Okay, the next episode on the Hoodoo Factory Conveyor Belt will be our recap episode for a Costume Mania unit. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for Absa Fever. Good night, Pumpkin. But a fuko to you too. Pantyhose. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for Absa Fever. Hey, news radiologists. Stick around to learn more about this adequate podcast that is also part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Hello? Hello, Kelly. Um, hi. Do you like scary movies? I kind of have a whole podcast about it with my friend Josh Vermont. Press Play and Scream comes out on Tuesdays or... You know, whenever. What's your favorite scary movie? I can give you maybe top ten in the subgenre, but... We're going to play a game, Kelly. Ugh, really? I kind of have to be up in five hours. If you hang up on me, I'll gut you like a fish. Okay, well, wasn't gonna hang up because I'm not a rude person, but since I doubt I'll be getting much sleep now anyway... Sure, we'll play a game, whatever. What weapon did Leatherface use to kill people in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation? A hammer. Wrong answer. It was... Wait, you knew that one? Yeah. Weirdly, he didn't kill anyone with a chainsaw in that one. Okay. That was just a test. Now the real game begins. Who played Freddy... Robert Englund. You didn't let me finish. Who played Freddy... Kruger's mother, huh? Answer that one, wise ass. Which time? Huh? Which time? Because, I mean, there was the flashback sequence at the beginning of A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, where she was played by Beatrice Boppel, who's featured throughout the rest of the movie too, by the way. But then there was the old nun character played by Nan Martin in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, where everyone pretty much acknowledges that she's supposed to be Freddy's mother's ghost, even though it's not stated out loud. I mean, do you even watch horror movies? Okay, okay, how about this one? You answer wrong and I'll throttle you with your own intestines. Yeah, I like my chances. Are you Googling horror trivia? Not Googling horror trivia. Okay, so, haha. What 80s horror movie starred Linnea Quigley and Hal Havens? What a stupid question. If you can't answer, you'll bleed. No one can answer because it's a bogus question. They were in two 80s horror movies together Night of the Demons and Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Bolarama. Both demon based horror movies, by the way, if you care. God, what is with you? You beg me to play this game with you and then you suck at it. Now I want to watch Dream Child again. I'm never getting to sleep now. That guy sucked.
Nice. I think we nailed it. How do you feel? I, I think so. I think so. I don't think I'm very good at acting, but I think it'll be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It's, a, it's not really about how good you are at acting. I mean, says the person that can do the voices. <laughs> yeah, well, that was my dad, you know, what can I tell you? 